0: CDC is the only bank dedicated exclusively to entrepreneurs. That's why we're proud to support women entrepreneurs with the Thrive Podcast, providing startup women with the support and resources they need to start and grow their business.
1: Here
2: to connect you with the leading Canadian organizations helping women entrepreneurs. It's Janice McDonald on The Thrive Podcast. You're listening to The Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, a show inspiring, connecting and educating women entrepreneurs across Canada. On this show, we connect you with leading innovators, change makers and organizations helping women to own it in entrepreneurship. The Thrive Podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community and voice for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. This podcast is presented in partnership with Business Development Bank of Canada, the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs. Make your way over to startupcan.ca forward slash podcasts to subscribe to the Thrive community and subscribe to listen to this podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. I'm your host, Janice McDonald, President of the Beacon Agency and Startup Canada's Ambassador for Women Entrepreneurs. We are so excited to have Anastasia Valentine on the show today. Anastasia is the Chief Marketing Officer at Versature, a cloud-based telecommunication company that is offering business communication solutions while disrupting Canada's telecom industry. An award-winning business executive, Anastasia uses data-backed strategies to continue Versature's 50% growth year after year. Anastasia has graced the stages of SAS North as a speaker and moderator in Ottawa, and in 2017 kicked off her latest initiative, Carpe Omnia, which encourages everyone to learn for experiences and not things. Anastasia's passion for education led her to be a former board member of HerVolution, a Toronto based nonprofit that aims to support the growth of girls and young women in STEM. She was also a strategic advisor to the Fund for Lamjung, an initiative brought to fruition after the Nepalese earthquakes of 2015.
1: Welcome to the show, Anastasia. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Janice. I really appreciate you bringing me on.
2: So we're going to uh, talk about a lot of things, STEM, marketing, social responsibility, seeing girls in STEM succeed and on and on. But why don't we begin with, what's the key message you hope our listeners take away from our conversation today?
1: Oh gosh, I think I think with all of those things, there's a common theme, and and um, what I see a lot of people kind of ha- allowing to hold themselves back. So I would say, fear less, um, just do. And if you make a mistake, it's a okay. You learn, you tune, you improve, but really just have no fear. Just just do it.
2: So such a simple and powerful message. And because we do know that fear can really kind of hold us back. So what are the, um, the kind of uh, strategies that you would recommend to people to, to help them overcome that fear?
1: Yeah, That's a great question. So uh, I think it's, it's first you have to acknowledge that, that you're, you're fearful and not, not just kind of let it come into your life and, and hold you back without really understanding the why. Like when you get that little tingling like, oh, I can't do this or, or no, I shouldn't, or no, we just, we just can't do this it's too risky. Then just check yourself, you know, just check yourself before you wreck yourself and <laughs> and, and just there like say, Hey, I, I'm, I'm getting scared, but why am I, am I worried that I'm going to fail is, am I finding that it's just too big? Should I break it off into manageable chunks? Um, can I do this step by step? Can I just do it a different way or do I need help? Can I, can I bring um, someone on board to, to help us get this done? So not letting fear just be that, that, that door closing, but rather making you think about like, why am I worried about this? Why am I being holding myself back? And then once you know the why you can solve it. It's, it's just, it, it will be really, really straightforward, but sometimes it's hard to, to get inside your head and, and really question yourself. Why am I feeling this way? And, um, working through it and, and plowing through it because it's not always easy, but, um, just using it as a kind of a, a guidepost as opposed to a door closing. So
2: true. And I think adding to what you're talking about is often this simple question that I've heard a lot of women entrepreneurs use when they feel that feeling that they say, okay, I'm scared right now. And, you know, so as you indicated, that first thing, acknowledging it, but then secondly, asking what's the worst thing that can happen?
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, sometimes it's just a beacon that you're on the right track. And the worst thing someone could say is no, or that's stupid, or Mm -hmm. you could fail. And so what? We all fail. It always happens. And then we just move on.
2: Yeah. And I think it's so good too, when we acknowledge, we look at like, oh, so this is what I was scared about. This is the worst thing. Okay. Well now what's the likelihood and on, you know, you can kind of um, maybe in some ways logic your way out of, (laughs) out of it. But I think it starts with acknowledging that fear left, you know, sort of unjudged can run rampant.
1: And, And that's so true. And when you look back on it, it won't seem as big. You know, once you've gotten through it or, or even, you know, you might even choose not to do something and that's, that's okay too, but at least give, give something a try. And then when you look back, it won't seem so insurmountable.
2: I've heard sometimes people will also sort of uh, try to imagine themselves in the future and say, will I feel worse for having tried or for not having tried? And usually it's the latter.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You you don't want to, you don't want to have any regrets. Regrets suck. So just, just give it a try. Do it.
2: So you have an amazing mantra. It's take big steps and make bold moves. How have you applied this to your career?
1: Um, I think it's it's you know it, it's a thing where you're you're you feel that you shouldn't do something. It goes back to the fear, right? Because people don't do something, or they don't do something as big, or they don't reach as many people, or they don't ask for for what they believe they they deserve or what they want. And, and getting over that, I think you just just go for it. And when you think like you know what, I, I really deserve that promotion, or I really would like to try this project, or uh, I would really like to. to to try this new industry or have, uh, start a company. I mean, it could be anything really, but by taking those big steps and making those bold moves and having that as, as, as your foundation, it, it kind of lifts you up and gives you the little push you might need to, to make the ask or make the change or, or do that thing. So
2: what additional advice do you have for our listeners to help them rise as powerful women leaders like you?
1: Oh gosh! Surround yourself with amazing humans, and and not just not just women. I mean, women are amazing. I I love them, and it's it's really good to have a very strong circle of of female professionals inside and outside your your industry, and and even your. Just don't limit yourself to just having women around you have have just amazing humans on the professional and and personal level and uh, make sure that uh, you lift them up too and you have this really really strong circle and strong foundation and uh, you, you really don't understand the power of what that brings to you and and how that will will really propel you whether it means introductions or just support whether it's you know one in the afternoon or three in the morning um, or, or just <laughs> a listening ear like it, it's really really important just to surround yourself with amazing humans.
2: So it sounds like having a, um, diverse network would be something that women leaders need to work on.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if there's someone that you want to know, reach out because odds are they're, they're very open to having a conversation. And, um, that's just kind of the first step is just, just making that ask and, and, and reaching out to people who do inspire you.
2: So how do you navigate the rapid changes happening in the, in the communications and technology industries? It's the pace of change is relentless. There's so much going on. What are your tips for folks that, you know, are, are thinking, how do I even try and navigate it all? Sure, sure. Like
1: in our industry, just like any other technology industry, like you said, the, the technology is evolving at such a, a rapid rate. And you've got to, to really think about is, is this direction really just buzzword? or is it valuable? And, you know, from our perspective at Versature, I mean, phones on desks themselves are not sexy. You know, everyone's got to have one and, and whether it's the, your mobile or, or the phone that you have on the desk, it's, it's important to have, especially for business. But we look at it a little bit farther. It's like, okay, where can we add more value? Where can we make this more important for a business or a customer? Where can we make this the service and the offering that they can't do without that really helps them do business better And make better business decisions. So what we do is that we look for ways outside of just the the hardware and the the infrastructure and to look at the data that you can generate and and mash that up with operational systems or give you more insight into your callers or your trends over time and and stats. So so we're really big on the data and how much value it can provide beyond just the, the physical hardware. So
2: it's all about asking the right questions, isn't it?
1: It sure is. And seeing where can you add value and push the boundaries and reach the people that you serve best.
2: So what advice would you give to our listeners to help them make marketing decisions that create an impact for their business?
1: Oh, that's a good one. So you mentioned earlier that I'm very data driven and um, the, the data doesn't lie. Numbers don't lie unless they're wrong, but the numbers will help you check to see, are, are you on the right track? Are the things you're doing really generating revenue for the company? Or is it a money sucking beast, you know, of a campaign <laughs> that you've got to yeah. shut down? So, so, and, and it's hard sometimes because if you put a lot of effort into something, you know, especially a marketing campaign, a creative campaign um, or initiative or project, it, it's hard to shut something down or to admit when something isn't working. But to do that really early on, um, you'll see from the data, and it's so easy to, to test and to, to uh, prototype things these days and and have data tell you or give you the, the clues or the signals that, yeah, this could work. Can you scale it? And if you scale it, will it give you the return you're looking for? Or you know no, this is not working. It's not attracting the right people to my brand. It's not attracting the kind of customers that we serve best. So let's tune it, change it, or just just shut it down and do something else. Where is the best place to to put our our marketing investment?
2: And personal brand is obviously so important and in particular you you believe it's important. So, what learnings and advice do you have for our listeners who may be struggling or or simply want to amplify their personal brand? How do they do that, Anastasia?
1: Oh my gosh, talk to everybody. Talk to everybody and, and and give back. Offer offer what you offer your knowledge to people who can benefit from it. Share, share your skills. Um, certainly on, on social media, it's really easy to do that. You, you know, you can write a blog post, you can do a podcast just like this, and you can you can create resources for people. And I think it's it's really about sharing what you do best with people who who need your help or inspiring people to do amazing things, bigger things you know and and making an impact themselves it might not be the exact same thing you're doing but you can always give someone a, a hand up by by providing information or just having a conversation and, and bouncing ideas off of each other um, I don't actually set out to create a personal brand or, or an audience on on social for example um, and people might say oh what well, you're an influencer and I'm like what does that even mean um, I just share what I know and I, I hope that it helps people along the way.
2: So that's, that's helpful, right? Like, even though you're saying you don't necessarily have an intention to it, you, you do have a purpose around what you're trying to achieve.
1: Yeah, I think my purpose, if, if I were to look at my, my why is is to see other people do amazing things. And if I could be a, a small part of that or help that in some small way or big way, um, I, I'm totally there. It's, it's, it's an exciting thing for me. And it kind of gets me up in the morning, if you know what I mean. I do. So when you were
2: board chair of Hervolution, you were really focused on inspiring and creating opportunities for young women to pursue careers in STEM, science, technology, engineering and mathematics. Why? Why does this matter to you and why does it matter to Canada?
1: Oh, so, so important. And um, Hervolution, along with other organizations that promote um, STEM-related activities and professions, um, are, are so important to, to Canadians. I mean, I started out uh, a long time ago, over 20 years ago, and it was even, you know, so much more male-dominated than it is now. Um, and, and you know what? It wasn't even presented as a, an option for me as a, as a child growing up. Right. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. you, you could be a mathematician. You could be um, a scientist you can be a doctor. Um, Those were all really interesting things. But at some point along the journey, people were saying, "No, you you know, that's not for you, that you really can't do that. Um, And and I've never been one to say, yeah, you're right. I can't do that. Actually, I don't think I've ever said it till right now in in the circumstance. So um, what we were trying to do, I think, is to introduce this as an option for kids really really early on so that they know that this is available to them and if I'm really interested in math and numbers just let's let's capitalize on that let's give them more let's give them more opportunities and make it fun um, if they're interested in science let's tell them what kind of career path could you have and what do you need to do to get there so they can prepare not not in a really crazy you know rigid way at, at an early age but know that that option is available to them and uh, know that that they can pursue that wholeheartedly and be really, really successful. And then introduce that to kids who who may not otherwise have those opportunities or access to technology and and make sure that they can get there and and get the education that they need, get the skills they need. And in the post-secondary area, make sure that women stay in school and get that degree and then go into that profession and don't drop out.
2: And what does it mean when we don't have those numbers increasing for women? What does it mean for the future, for for technology, for where things are going?
1: I think that... that any loss of of talent in any way to to our country, to our society as a whole, and to the world is is a terrible loss. I mean, if there's there's talent untapped out there, where what could we be missing? We could be missing the cure for cancer. We could be missing the next great thing, the next great technology, and uh, we'll never see the it will never see the light of day if we don't tap into that talent and and nurture that talent. Um, so so I think it's everybody's loss if we don't nurture talent in STEM and, and other industries, but STEM in particular, for, for people who wouldn't otherwise get that visibility in, in those professions. Um, any talent that's lost is, is a loss for everybody. Mm-hmm. And
2: that making inclusive environments, I think, are, are pretty important to achieving that, particularly for, for women in STEM
1: inclusive, diverse, supportive, and, um, you know, collaborative environments are are really important to, to the success of any organization. And I think it's something that everyone needs to incorporate into their corporate culture.
2: It's clear from your career that volunteer work has played an important role. You're very focused on giving back in many different ways. How has that shaped your career?
1: Wow, that, that that I think giving back is is just a fundamental part of, of who I am. Um, someone helped me once, you know, and twice, and, and three times. So I, I acknowledge that, and, and I recognize the value of what that that gave to me personally and professionally. So it just seems logical that I would do the same thing, you know, whenever I can, and whether that's on on a small scale, um, or or even on a really grand scale and going across the world to to help a community. I mean, it's it doesn't matter how small or big. It's just the The ability to do that, as long as I can, I absolutely will.
2: And um, what would advice would you give to uh, women who are listening about um, how it might help them in their careers?
1: You know, you just connect with such a, a, a varied group and a diverse group of people. Um, if you're volunteering at at a food bank, you're you're connecting with people who have such amazing stories to tell, um, and they're they're very very sensitive stories. They're they're just it's humanity, you know, and you're, you're connecting with people who have experienced life in a very different way. And any way that you can improve that um, or make their day brighter is, is so important. Um, but I think the most important thing is that you're connecting with people who, who might be very, very different from you, but that doesn't necessarily mean they don't have anything to offer. Everybody has something to offer. Every single person on the planet does. And to be able to appreciate that from a different perspective um, in a very real way um, is Something that that I mean I don't know who's getting the most out of that that deal to be honest you know when you're giving back <laughs> is is it them or is it me and, and maybe that's a that's a little selfish but but I really feel that that I'm getting more sometimes and and it, if I can give give more in return I I think it's every everyone's obligation um, if they can give in some way to do so
2: and what is this amazing interesting initiative Carpe Omnia.
1: Oh yeah, Carpe Omnia sees it all. Sees it all. Um you know, I think everybody has a, has a house full of stuff. And um, sometimes when you, you feel down, you, you get some more stuff, Um, whether that be an outfit or, you know, you go and grab your, your, your tub of ice cream or um, you get inspired or, or you, you do something special and you want to celebrate by getting more stuff. And I think that there's just much, a much richer experience out there. And that's by doing, doing things and and having experiences with others, Um, trying things that you wouldn't otherwise try. I mean, and that could range from jumping out of an airplane to doing yoga on the beach at 5 in the morning it really depends on on what you want to try to do and and and, and stretch your limits and and think about experiences as being they, they could be things i mean you you've got these these emotional attachments to things that you can then tell a really great story about. And that is sometimes more important in a human connection to other people to tell the stories about really interesting things than giving a gift or or buying something. Really, really communicating the value of experiences as opposed to accumulating things is is so important to to people because at the end of the day, you know, we will die and we will have a bunch of stuff and that will have nothing really to show other than stuff. If you're able to touch someone's life, if you're able to experience something new that makes your life richer, um, that's just so much more valuable i think than something like a knickknack on a on a shelf somewhere that will stay there and and not really do a whole heck of a lot for everybody
2: so it's an
1: inspiring mindset shift it sounds like it's it's a total mindset shift, and I, I see a lot of people doing the extreme and going into to tiny homes. And I don't I don't think I'm there yet, but I, I do want to um, probably go for a really great meal with my friends as opposed to buying a thing that will make me happy temporarily. I, I like that human connection, no matter what it is.
2: So much great advice, so many cool ideas, Anastasia. What's a final piece of advice you'd like to share with our listeners today?
1: Oh my goodness! I would just say, you know that that thing that you've been thinking about, um, that that thing that you've always wanted to do, um, whatever stage it is, whether it's still in your your mind as an idea or you've written it out or or you started and maybe maybe paused it give it another try, give it a try and, and see what it would take to get there, to do that thing and to accomplish that task or project or, or goal and uh, make it happen.
2: Inspiring words from Anastasia Valentine. We've, been very lucky to have her on the show today. She's the Chief Marketing Officer at Versature, a cloud-based telecom company that's offering business communication solutions while disrupting Canada's telecom industry. Anastasia, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and expertise with us today.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, a show inspiring, connecting and educating women entrepreneurs across Canada. Visit StartupCan.ca forward slash women to find resources designed to support thriving women-owned businesses across Canada. And visit StartupCan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rivers Corbett and to learn about the latest startup community news and events like our popular Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, I'm Janice McDonald, leaving you now with a sneak peek of our next episode.
0: This is Shauna Triguna, Director of Digital Services for Iversoft and Local Director of Founder Institute Ottawa. And you're listening to The Thrive Podcast with Janice McDonald.
2: You've gone through a recent acquisition. And so... You know what wisdom can you share with listeners about this whole experience? So, um, you know, it's your baby, you created it, and so I'm sure all kinds of, you know, mixed feelings come up when you know you're looking at an acquisition, pride and excitement, but also is this the right thing? And so, just walk us through some of of that exciting journey.
0: Yeah. So. Um, We were just acquired in August. Uh, It was actually quite nice. We were in a good position. So for the longest time, uh, we had been approached previously for acquisitions and mergers. Uh, Different different companies. Um, Actually, the company that ended up acquiring us had offered about three years earlier to open the discussion. And at that time, I was like, no, I'm building the Shauna empire. Go away. Right. You can be my client and give me money, but you know, you can't, uh, you can't. You you don't own me. Exactly. Yeah. You don't own me. Um, And so So at that time, I was still able to do some cool stuff that I wanted, but Over the six years, so social media, as much as today, it's, you know, everybody knows it, everybody's on it, everybody has it. It's come a long way Mm -hmm. in the last six years. Um, And I come from more of a comms and creative and marketing background um, and social media and digital media marketing, which is now more of the niche we're in, um, has evolved into be much more tech centric, much more tech heavy. And... It was starting, as much as I had the ideas and I understood the technology, I wasn't a builder and an expert in a lot of the technologies that were now coming into play. And I recognized pretty um, pretty quickly that if I want to keep growing at the pace we're growing at, if I want to do cool things, then I can't stay and, and hang my social media marketing hat on old marketing ways, mm-hmm. old, you know... And change is so
2: rapid. Exactly.
0: And so I knew that I needed to do something. And we weren't in a position to go and acquire a technology company or build that division out on our own. We -hmm. just weren't quite there. Plus, I wasn't necessarily the right person to lead that because I didn't have that background. Um, So we had been approached by a a web development firm for a merger, possible merger moving together. Um, We got approached out of the blue for another um, agency that was looking to bring marketing in-house. Um, and instead of developing their own uh, company, they were looking to acquire it. So we were already sort of having those conversations. And um, again, one of our clients, so as much as like my first business partner was a client, right? And then I'm talking to one of my clients and said, hey, it's pretty cool. We've got, just so you know, we've got these conversations going on. So it's an exciting time. And the client, um, Iversoft, uh, we were just, you know, out chatting and Um, Graham from the Iversoft team looks at me and he says we offered to buy you like we offered to acquire you three years ago and you said no and I'm like I know but it's different times and like we need different tools to move forward and he looks at me right in the eye and he said if anybody's going to acquire you it's going to be us (laughs) and 18 days later wow yes it is absolutely crazy the speed that we did this because they didn't want we didn't want to compete we didn't want there to be any other hiccups um, uh, because we had already sort of started due diligence with some other other places um so we wanted to be nice and quick we already had worked with Iversoft um so they had been a client we had worked with them on some other client projects uh so we already and they have a stellar reputation yes and they're doing Mm -hmm. amazing things Mm -hmm. and it just made sense right so we talked talked that out a little bit more that night and we're like okay well what would that look like and they were like we just want you to do um what you're doing now just under the Iversoft umbrella and then we can integrate all of our clients, because we do have that technology platform, right? We do the app development, we do um, the web, the web development, we do touchscreen, we do AR, we do VR, we do all of these cool things, and everybody needs to market them, and we need to. We can develop all of the analytics that goes with them, and how that drives traffic, and how that drives sales, and whatever else our clients need. But we don't have that side of the business to support it, which is what we bring. Mm-hmm. So it made a lot of sense for our companies to come together, and. So I would say the biggest takeaway from that would Mm -hmm. be have great people around you.